0: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast,
1: D-I-C. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers.
2: Welcome to Dumb, Scum, and Villainy, a Dumdums and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers explore the underworld of the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. I'm your host, Blotto the Toydarian. This series features our Game Master, Tom McGee, and voiceover artists and improvisers, Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, and Adam McNamara. So join our crew of bumbling criminals. See if they turn to the dark side, or stay in the shadowy parts of the light, and enjoy an adventure in a galaxy far, far away. It's time for dumb, scum, and villainy, Now you're caught up with the show to come, so get out of my shop or spend money. No credits, only money.
3: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, but a slightly dumber galaxy (laughs) still very far away. It's a strange time in the Galactic Empire. With the news of the sudden death of the Emperor Darth Vader, the Admiral and the commanders of the Imperial Fleet, along with the destruction of the Death Star, celebrations and mass demonstrations have broken out across the Empire. Also, I want you to all imagine this is like a a scrolling... A very long scrolling text. Yeah, yeah, we're on board. you should
4: gradually just back away as you read it. (laughs) 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 Um,
3: As confetti rains on Imperial Square and the statue of Sheev Palpatine is pulled to the ground, yeah, that's right. I had to remind you that's (laughs) his name. I know it's true, but I hate the baby emperor's first name is Sheev.
0: (laughs) Sheev Palpatine. Sheev. I think Sheev. Sheev. S H E E V. Oh, what a cool name. Yep, Thanks yep. for that follow-up, George. Now i got to pick a new <laughs> name for my guy.
1: <laughs>
0: you can be named after him.
3: He's there popular. Wait, your character's name was Emperor Sheev Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine? All one word? <laughs> Comma, Darth Sidious, well, I didn't want the anyone Phantom to like,
5: make the connection, so it was Sheev Palpatine.
3: Oh. With a B as in So why David. would you... Chi- oh, um, instead of a P for Palpatine. Yeah. In any case, uh, as confetti rains down on Imperial Square and the statue of Sheev Palpatine is pulled to the ground, the citizens embrace a newfound sense of hope. And the Empire begins its crackdowns Celebrations turn to riots As the Imperials attempt to quell the chaos They're so busy trying to maintain control Surely they won't notice a few missing crates Everybody, (laughs) welcome to Dumb, Scum, and Villainy A brand new show from uh, us here at uh, Dum Dums and Dice Uh I'm so very excited for this, because I've, I've been a Star Wars nerd for a long time. This uh, campaign is actually based on a campaign I ran. It was the first D&D game I ever ran. Oh, so shit, that's So we're, cool. we're going back in time. Uh, let's uh, take a minute to introduce ourselves before we get down to it. Uh, I'm Tom McGee. I'll be your game master, as always.
0: I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm playing Zebraxis Core, who's also known as Brash.
4: Nice. I'm Adam McNamara, and I will be playing Waka Waka Fonzie. <laughs>
3: Somehow less ridiculous than Sheev Palpatine.
5: (laughs) Uh, I am uh, Tyler Hewitt, and I will be playing uh, Vic Denbar.
3: Vic Denbar, great. Ooh. I thought you were going to say Sneeze Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: like, Tyler, I'll oh, kill
3: you. so clever. <laughs> Sounds
4: like he does, like, sports for, like, uh, like a news shadow.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, so Sneeze. Denbar sports. Throw it over the Vic
4: Denbar, uh, <laughs> like guy, the bar, Vic. I don't
3: know. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Sneeze, what did you think of that free throw? I don't know. I should have gone. <laughs> don't worry. Vic <laughs> is spelled dumb, so it's a Star Wars name now.
0: Yeah, just throw in some <laughs> apostrophes. That's really the way to go. V-I-apostrophe-Q. uh, Vic
3: Uh, Miles doesn't know this yet But all of our kids Are getting apostrophes (laughs) (laughs) Incidentally I actually have an apostrophe In my middle name So Suck it world (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's from the future now (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Or the past (laughs) Long, long time ago ago. Uh, So, welcome to Dumb, Skim, and Villainy You can
0: expect this laser focus through the rest of the
3: show (laughs) Yeah, honestly, we're still more tightly plotted than Attack of the Clones, so this is fine (laughs) Uh, Hold me like you did on Naboo Uh, All right, so, um, welcome Uh, Basically, uh, this this game we're playing uh, Edge of the Empire, which is the first of three, and I think there's a fourth one coming soon, um, Star Wars RPGs put out by Fantasy Flight um, as part of their giant Star Wars kind of role-play empire. Uh, this is the first time any of us have played this system, uh, so you will be learning at the same time you learn, dear listener. Um, the system that we're using for this game uh, is similar to the system used in Genesis, which you'll be hearing in our one-shots. Uh, it's all about dice pools. So basically, uh, we're going to jump into the plot, and then I'm going to kind of gradually explain the mechanics as we go. But before we get underway, the big one I want to explain is the dice. So in... Dungeons and Dragons or a lot of RPGs you're rolling one major dice usually a d20 to determine what's going on if you're playing Cthulhu maybe you're rolling percentiles uh, vampire you're rolling d10s in this case we actually have a bunch of weird custom dice that only work for this in Genesis thanks fantasy flight <laughs> um, the Sony of this uh, so we've got a mini disc player here um, but basically we've got to roll um, a dice pool so essentially the way this game works is uh, on your character sheets you'll notice you have uh, sort of attributes and skills So basically what's neat about Star Wars Edge of the Empire is rather than going, oh, uh, you know, you're real good at punching things. So just roll to punch things. um, You can be very naturally strong or you can be naturally weak but incredibly well trained in martial arts and as a result offset that. So the way it works is like a Dooku or a Yoda. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Or Bruce Lee (laughs) or Brad Pitt. Wah, 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 wah. Didn't see it. Uh, no, you don't need either. to. Um, all right. That's just a joke for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. Uh, all right. So basically the way it will work is um, green D8s, uh, which are known as... Green dose Green dose. Ability Dice is sure, what I'm saying Oh, yes. Thank you. I didn't write that on mine. But yeah, Ability Dice. Um, those represent uh, your basic pool. So if you just have one or the other, that's what you get to roll. However, if you have... Uh, the way it will work is, let's say you have um, three points of brawn and two points of melee. So you're very naturally strong, and you're also real good at punching people with stuff. Um, Well, what happened is you would roll... Originally, you'd have three green dice, but because you have two points of training, you'd upgrade two of those to yellow dice, which give you chances for triumphs and better dice rolls. Uh, Similarly, um, as the villains, um, I can introduce negative consequences. So if you're fighting someone much stronger than you, you might have... Um, uh, challenge dice put in front of you. I can add setback dice and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there's difficulty dice, challenge dice, and setback dice that I'm seeing on our side. Yeah. I so, imagine they get worse as they get lower down your structure there.
3: Um, so the D12s are the worst. Uh, that's proficiency and challenge dice. So those can give you triumphs or despair, which are very, very good things or very, very bad things. Um, your ability dice uh, and your proficiency dice can give you successes, which are what you need to pass a check. Um, The challenge dice and the difficulty dice will add failures. So basically, if you get more successes than failures, congratulations, you did the thing. Um, However, you can also generate advantage and threat. So you can still fail a check, but gain a bunch of advantage. So it's like, well, I try and shoot the guy, but I miss, uh, but I gained a bunch of advantage. So fuck it. I hit the door panel, and the door slams behind him. So he's still there, and he's still bad, but Darth Vader can't get through now, if that makes sense. Cool. So we'll be playing around with this a lot as we go. So... Don't worry if you didn't catch all that right now. But Mm. I just kind of want to set a baseline for the way the system works because it's stranger than a lot of the other systems we've played with. The other thing to note out of the gate is uh, there are uh, destiny points kicking around. Um, Think of them a little bit like uh, advantage and disadvantage. At the beginning of every game, we'll roll a force dice, which will tell us how many uh, points we're going to have for the game. Uh, The way these things work is you can basically use them to upgrade. You currently have two available to you. Um possibly more i'll check that in a second but ultimately the way these guys work is uh if you use them they flip over and i get access to them mm-hmm. um if i have them so it, it's essentially um, a system that we can both use to cheat okay so if you're like if oh. we do a cool thing then you can do a evil if thing you do to a cool later. thing it flips back to me but currently i have two x's facing me so i can't use these to rig any dice but if you're like, oh, you know, I really need to make this check. I want to use a point of destiny to try and, like, climb this wall that I can't climb. I see. It means I can use it later to do something to you. But the nice thing is because they're finite, it kind of goes back and forth. Don't hold on to them for too long. The game really works better for kind of using these to to give and take. But Yeah, we want to do cool stuff. Yeah, I like I like the cheating thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We're all natural born <laughs> cheaters yeah, here. We're, right we're
3: improvisers and comedians. We don't like rules. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So um, that is, I think, all we need to know going into this. So at the beginning of every session, we'll all roll a Force dice. In this case, because we don't have official Star Wars dice, we're using Genesis dice, we didn't have a Force dice. So I took the liberty of rolling on an app, and I miscounted. So to begin this session, I have three destiny points that I can use. You have two that you can use. But again, every time I use one, it becomes accessible to you. Every time you use one, it becomes accessible to me. Um, You can use it (laughs) for things like um, upgrading your green dice to yellow dice. Uh, you can also use it for downgrading
0: my... Th- um, like, if you hit us with a challenge dice, we can make it dice, difficulty yeah, dice. You can downgrade it
3: to a ch- uh, difficulty die, or I think you can d- downgrade a difficulty die to a setback die. So that basically, makes you can uh-huh. just, like,
0: scale it I'll we can make the that. bad things less bad or the good things more good.
3: Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also use them for deus exes, but we're going to try and keep that minimal. Can we counter when you use no. destiny points? Okay. Oh, so, it. so it's not like they balance <laughs> each Literally, other out. Just, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Sorry. You can use.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. You flip three. We flip all five yeah. Yeah. Now you flip five. It's and just then we all quit. Or Boros of Hell. Uh,
3: no. Each one can only be used once. But uh, I'm sorry. I did misspeak. Uh, I, so, for example, I've got three right now. You've got two. Mm-hmm. If I burned all three of mine, you could burn two of yours to counter a couple. So okay. you just can't spend immediately spend the ones that yeah, I spend okay. and vice versa. Because otherwise it'd be like, <laughs> yeah, right, One Stormtrooper shows up, you're like, well, fuck it, 10 Ewoks show up. I'm like, 50 Darth Mauls show up. <laughs>
0: um, it would just be like oh, a God. shitty playground sport. <laughs> That's a lot of I understand Darth Mauls. He,
4: yeah. <laughs> That's how I understand the universe as a whole,
0: right? It's just How many Darth Mauls? Yeah,
4: countless Darth Mauls should show up,
0: right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, realistically, I th- think you're going to win that fight. He's going to look real cool and then die real easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring some sparely indecency. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, excellent. So, um, the the three of you um, are all uh, sort of uh, smugglers and rogues uh, of this world. You you live on the fringes, uh, and as the galactic civil war has been going on, the three of you kind of haven't really given a fuck. There are ways that it has influenced you, and there are ways that it has impacted each of your lives. But ultimately, all this business with rebels and the Empire—I mean, the Empire's been around. It's not going anywhere. It's just the way things are. I think uh, with a lot of the Star Wars stuff we have see in the movies, the idea seems to be that, like, everyone is tied up in this galactic conflict in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think for you guys, you're probably, like, high school students during the Iraq War, where you're like, yeah, okay, we're at war, I guess, but I don't really control the government. I'm just around. Um, and particularly for Ryan and Tyler, the two of you are kind of gentlemen of leisure and, Mm. uh, you have other schemes afoot. So the galactic civil war has, has influenced you in some way, shape or form, but concepts like Darth Vader seem kind of silly and outrageous to you. Uh, our story running around in a cape.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. And like, (laughs) I wear a mask, trust me, it's spooky. (laughs) Uh,
3: so the, um, the death of the Emperor uh, we, Our story takes place just like Very very soon after Return of the Jedi So the events of Return of the Jedi have just happened uh, And it's kind of a big fucking deal It's a bunch of stuff that uh, No one was expecting and I think particularly Based on the way Imperial propaganda works The idea that the Emperor could die Was just really Not a thing yeah. um, that anyone was prepped for So uh, the, the Galaxy is suddenly in turmoil uh, But for people like you this represents a pretty Good opportunity Uh, Which is pretty necessary Because unfortunately right now All three of you Owe a debt Uh, So Edge of the Empire runs on a system called Obligation and the idea is that as Smugglers and rogues um, All of you owe someone something What's fun is we're going to figure out over the course of the session Exactly how that debt came to be And what it means What you need to know for now is There are two great Criminal syndicates um, In an area that uh, all three of you have frequented Uh, basically think almost a um, a Hatfields and McCoy kind of long-standing blood feud between two major gangs. That said, they're two major gangs of kind of a backwater system. So the rest of the galaxy isn't too worried about them. They're not the Black Sun, the big organization that kind of runs the criminal underbelly of the Star Wars universe. They're more like what I think the movies told us Jab the Hut was, which is like a really big fish in a really small pond. I was gonna say, so not like sector wide, or are we talking like quadrant and trek terms, or like system? Like it, it's a it's a small system. Uh, essentially, these two criminal syndicates live on uh, two separate moons orbiting a gas giant. Great, uh, and they've been at war for as long as anyone can remember. Um, you, the three of you, have uh, taken on um, a, a task um for a hut named Agrippa the Blue. So Agrippa the Blue is um a hut warlord. Um uh, the huts tend to run a lot of the, the sort of criminal underbelly of the Star Wars universe. Um and Agrippa um has has tasked all three of you uh with a job that uh, your unique skills uh, can uh, really assist her with. Um And unfortunately for all of you, you're not really in a position to refuse. Um, Adam, I think for you, uh, she asked really nicely. (laughs) (laughs) And who are you to refuse someone asking really nicely? I like the color blue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Agrippa, uh, to give you a visual, um, is uh, a hut tattooed entirely in blue. Um, Think kind of the Darth Maul patterning, but if it was in blue and white rather than red and black. Um, and the, uh, the mark of her syndicate is all of her enforcers, uh, take an injection, uh, into their left eye to turn it completely blue. So they're, they're a very distinctive band. Um, you guys aren't part of her crew. You're not part of the gang. Um, however, you have all unfortunately ended up kind of needing her help. And it's not that all of you owe like a massive debt to her yet, but, all of you have, have kind of fallen into her sphere of influence. So, yes, Adam, she asked you really nicely. And given that uh, that means she, of course, must be a friend <laughs> to Fonzie, um, <laughs> you, you've agreed to go along as an enforcer. Um, Ryan, um, Brash is a uh, – you're a Folleen. Um, yep. which is a green um, kind of like almost, not
0: reptilian, but uh, green I would describe it as like, it's sort of like Gamora from yeah, 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 Galaxy yeah, is yeah, the easiest good. way to With describe like it. With like sharp teeth. Yeah, and but I can change my skin color whenever I want. I love that Folline. Very mm.
3: fancy. Mm. Um, so the Folline are, um, the most famous one in Star Wars verse is uh, Prince Shizor, formerly the head of the Black Sun, uh, who died several years ago. Um, they're a a very kind of kind. Uh, clever and conniving species with a lot of political ambitions but of course for you your family just wasn't quite high enough up you're one of those sort of awkward middle houses um, that kind of was close to power but couldn't quite rise and particularly for you as the third born um your sister and your your oldest sister and your middle brother were both in line to take over the uh, the family business what was the name of the family business core industries great So core industries was um, the uh, the planet of Fallen is an imperial uh, Imperial planet however uh, the Imperials bombarded it at one point to stop uh, a chemical agent they'd created in a lab uh, and as a result there's a lot of resentment on Fall towards things. I think core industries picked up some good business following the bombardment but again none of it really fell to you. <clears throat> so you've fallen in uh, with your uncle. Um, a falling named Xanatos. Uh, Xanatos is sort of a classic swashbuckling rogue type. Um, he's Cyclops, dad from the X-Men. He's got like a sick handlebar mustache. Sweet. Um, he's got a, uh, a Mohawk that he's dyed bright purple, which is like very, very strange for falling. Um, part of it's surgically implanted because all of them just kind of have a top knot situation. Um, but he's always been kind of a very, um, flashy character. And I think for you, the, the ability to like kind of fall in with someone who was carving his own path was very attractive. And since he also had no stake in the family company, he's kind of been mentoring you. Uh, so the two of you have left falling and have gone in search of adventure. And he heard of this really, really good opportunity going down. So he made the introduction to Agrippa. And, uh, as a result, the two of you have agreed to help, um, for a huge financial reward in an in with the criminal underworld, a helper um what do you think you and xanatos have been up to are you kind of like have you pulled off successful heists are you kind of low bag men types like what's where do, where do you think you fall
0: i think he's probably got bigger ambitions my level of engagement was probably smuggling things out of the family business in a thievery sort of way to deliver profitably because everything has to be run through the imperials off of falling so mm. there's not actually any trade between falling and anywhere else directly because I was doing some research. But also, um, the (laughs) falling have pheromones, which make people really like them and make them incredibly both convincing and sexually attractive if they want to be. So Mm. a lot of the Empire is incredibly distrustful, which is why they controlled trade. Uh, So I think it's been smuggling out, like, side stuff to sell and then getting more involved in... I don't know if there was some heat or not, but just eventually it was like, okay... This is kind of bullshit score and it's not actually getting me out of the place. So this is probably our first big gamble outside of that that I've been a part of. He's told me tales of others.
3: Okay, so I think the the way I'll bring this into line with kind of the timeline of of what we're dealing with is, I think, kind of post-Empire. The Empire really started to crack down across the galaxy. Like, the, the Rebels had legitimately struck a couple of times in a very significant way. Um, the Emperor was was very unfocused for the first time in a long time. Um, of course, we as viewers of the movies know that's because he was after Luke and trying to secure the Skywalker legacy. But from the outside, it just looked like the Emperor wasn't really on it. So as a result, uh, the Moths and the Imperials started cracking down. So I think you were content kind of smuggling things off Folleen. Xanatos left um, and was kind of like setting up deals I don't think you were that interested in it, but when the Imperial Crackdown hit, suddenly it was, yeah, the heat was on and it became incredibly difficult. I also think with the rise of your sister's fortunes, she became much more cognizant. Like when she took over the business, she became much more cognizant of inventory and that sort of thing. And suddenly it became much harder to move.
0: Yeah, it just sucked and I was going to get caught. Yeah. What am I going to go back to, like, hanging out in my sex bed or whatever? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I think in terms of, like, a Bluth Industries, you would have been, like, a Job level, right? Like, just kind of,
0: you're there. You show up. Or, or Buster? I feel like I may have played a Buster while secretly being uh, who steals from them most successfully. Uh, well, <laughs> Kitty? Yeah. I think I, mi- I might be a secret, like, Lucille. <laughs> Great. All right. Cool.
3: Dig that. Um, so yeah, so this is, uh, <laughs> my uncle is the dad, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, it's, it's Gob, Xanatos, Bluth. Um, so yeah, so, uh, this is the first time and y- uh, you've been off world before, right? Or are you primarily, um,
0: I might have, if there were dealings with the Imperials, I might've done that. Like, I don't think I've actually set foot on like other worlds. Okay, so, I've probably just done So like maybe side. a
3: planetary uh, orbital station or something yeah but. like
0: i would have probably knowing that i have a piloting background which my siblings may or may not be aware of but i was probably the one to fly out once xanatos was gone then i'm the guy making deliveries to the right. like hidden freighter within the system
3: and i think we can say that your piloting background came from just sheer boredom you had so much time in sims that you're just like oh fucking like you, you were the guy with the the what the fuck was that piloting game that was on all the windows computers back in the day
2: like about flight Ge- simulator yeah
3: Microsoft flight simulator yeah, you're yeah. that guy you're yeah. just like in those and as a result you're you're actually very
0: well equipped for space you just haven't been yeah much. and then I learned a little bit from cool handlebars and a toast. like oh, as a kid man. you're like what does that guy do he's so cool everybody else here has to like wear suits and, and everybody <laughs> else hates him he's, he's tracking just, the stocks he's that weird uncle you don't want around yeah he's the drunk guy at Christmas <laughs>
3: yeah he does love spice <laughs> Uh, the drugs of Star Wars uh, Wicked okay. You want to buy some death sticks <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on He's too classy for death sticks Yeah we have to smuggle those out <laughs> uh, Wicked So um, Fonzie I think you uh, You ended up falling into Agrippa's orbit Purely uh, Based on kind of um, Your uh, Your amnesiatic lifestyle You don't really Remember where you're from um, You just remember Waking up in a hospital And hearing the words Waka waka Fonzie. Yeah. Uh, Did did you say waka waka Fonzie or did you hear it?
4: The uh, uh, the nurses there said that when I regained consciousness, that was the first. Those the first words out of my mouth. Waka waka Fonzie. Excellent. Whatever that means. I don't know what it means. I don't remember anything in my past life.
3: Yeah. Um, So basically, you woke up, uh, and the nurses were like, "I think he's he's good enough ish." Um, (laughs) And just by you, you, I think did a very mechanical like. Lock and load montage where you just like strapped on a bunch of gear that you don't really recognize, but that just, you know, feels it right. Instinct. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so you, you strapped on your gear. Um, what do you think Fonzie looks like? Uh, I've been drawing a picture. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Not while you were talking. This audio. Was before. Medium. Oh, no, please. I ramble. You draw um, whatever you want.
4: Like, I really like Boba Fett. So I figured he'd be Boba Fettish. <laughs> That's a fun uh, thing to, that's say. Yeah, nice to say.
3: So what does Boba <laughs> Fett look like
4: <laughs> under that armor? <laughs> that's my stripper name, Boba Fettish. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's got like a Boba Fett kind of armor. Uh, because he lost his memory, uh, because he got a lightsaber into the head, oh. if he takes off his helmet, there's a big kind of like metal filling nice. in his head. So 50% of his brain is gone, but it's so tough <laughs> that he's just like, he's just powering through it kind of yep. thing. So, um, Is yeah, he human? He's human. He's okay. human. Yeah. He's just like tough. How tough. Uh, how
3: old do you think he is? Is he like an old dude or like uh, oldish or is he like youngish? Where Where are you imagining him?
4: I'm thinking like he's he's seen stuff, so I'd say he's forties.
0: Forties. All, right. All right. Current Gerard Butler. <laughs>
4: yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> like a current Gerard Butler. He's not like uh, like Liam Neeson old man tough. Gerard,
5: Gerard Butler, Butler. That's, that's Gerard a good Butler one. Yeah. Had a lightsaber put through his head. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: yeah. So we'll, of course, uh, <laughs> dive further into to your mysterious past as we go. Yes. Um, but yeah, okay, so like metal, uh, circular metal plate uh, in the forehead, probably presumably on the... I think on the back of that it's probably a larger one. Um, <laughs> probably. and
4: or, uh, or he just stopped. Like, he just knew where to <laughs> stop and he just pulled it out, yeah.
3: Um, okay, wicked. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you're wearing... Uh, Boba Fett, for those of you listening who don't necessarily know, is, I mean, you've, you've probably seen them because it's Star Wars and Disney owns it, so it's everywhere
0: now. <laughs> um, but kind of inter... I was going to say, I told people to look up Philip Seymour Hoffman and Charlie Wilson's war on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. as I said, Boba Fett, thing,
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I would pay to see Philip Seymour Hoffman Boba Fett. Oh, R.I.P., buddy. Um, so kind of interlocking uh, plate armor, um, yeah. still still enough that you're very um, agile, you can still move in it, yeah. um, and then uh, kind of a, a, a sick helmet. Uh, what, what's the kind of like... So Boba Fett's is kind of like a tea of glass. Um, what's what's your... So I'm going to reference my picture here. Yeah, please here. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but I'm you have kind to of embellished. It, yeah. I'm okay, embellished yep, on the yep. Boba
4: Fett design. So instead of like a little T, I got these kind of like razor like fleur de lis on each side, oh, and he has rockin'. like a, like a little kind of fleur de lis up top, and then the bottom is kind of Optimus Primey
3: because I mm. like Optimus
4: Prime. Mm-hmm. So and he has these cool racing stripes, which I think uh, make him <laughs> go faster. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's it's the Warhammer rules. They yeah. they give him plus one inch to speed. Yeah. Um, okay, Wicked. Uh, so you you pick everything up, um, and uh, just before you go. So uh, the nurses, who I'm going to say look like those nursemaids from The Last Jedi, because I guess they're canon now, so <laughs> here they are. Um, they, One of them comes over, and she's like half your height, and she just holds up your, your blaster rifle. Um, and you pick it up, and it, it feels so natural in your hands. Um, what do you think the name of your blaster rifle is?
4: Oh, dear. Uh- you can
3: think about this. I can come back.
4: I'm going to call it
0: Strangle Storm. Strangle Storm. Yeah. Amazing. Is that a new name <laughs> or do you awesome. know the name of Strangle Storm?
4: Uh, I think I'd make it up there. It's <laughs> just, just, just like, here's your gun. It's like, Strangle Storm. <laughs> and I like, na 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 na. kind of like, lock and load and. Ch-ch. Put yeah, it, amazing.
3: You, you like rack it even though it's a laser. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't work. I am like, like, gonna say like as as you rack it uh, on the side, it says like Silverthorn, and it just like as you rack it, it scrapes that name off, and you're like, yeah, Slaughterstorm. Yeah. Um, I like Slaughterstorm too. That's
4: good. What, what oh, Stranglestorm. Strangle. Stranglestorm.
5: Strangle. I'm sorry Stranger. yeah it's... It'll change as these it goes. On. Like, <laughs> these all sound like Decepticons, which yeah. is
4: awesome. <laughs> They're th- all just <laughs> evil jets. He has no he
3: has no memory, so it's basically he'll he'll call it Philip one day. Like, like who knows right. <laughs> right. amazing okay. um so you um you left the hospital of course this is in flashback uh you strapped strangle storm on your back and, and you mounted your sick hog uh you have a, a swoop bike that was brought in oh, with yeah. you
0: i was picturing a cameron <laughs> <laughs> um
3: so you get on your your swoop bike um that i assume has like matching racing stripes to your helmet yeah uh like and guns everywhere yeah, yeah. Uh, a few of them are useful. Most of them are just for show. But like, damn it, you you went full Warhammer Orc yeah. sounds just glued a bunch of shit on. Yeah. Um, so you get on that, uh, you pop a sick wheelie, and um, you you took off. Um, however, you were also on an unfamiliar planet. So when you saw <laughs> basically like, I think you like stopped to refuel outside uh, Agrippa's place, and they're like, you look tough. You should come in and. And you went. All right. And she's like, <laughs> "Sounds good." I got a job for you. And you're like, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, which brings us to Tyler. Uh, so Tyler, uh, tell us what your guy looks like.
5: Um, so Vic
3: is going to be dressed
5: in uh, um, almost anywhere he goes. He's going to be dressed in, like, very fashionable, expensive-looking clothes. Even, like, his leisure clothing is, like, that kind of, like, fucking, like... Dolce and Gabbana, like, model leisure leisure clothing and stuff like that. And then if he's ever out, like, gambling or anything like that, it's, like, evening chic and stuff like that.
3: Um, so he's he's a man of comfort. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're playing a gambler, is that correct? I am, yeah. Excellent. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say that you were, um, as a man of leisure, kind of on, uh, essentially, the, like, the Poker Stars tour of Sabak. Which is the uh, the the famous card game that uh, Han Solo beat Lando in? I think still in the new movie. Yes, but they changed the rules. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you're really good at Star Wars Legends Sabacc. I'm sorry, I just fucking love Star Wars. It's Star Wars Poker. (laughs) So happy we're here. Yeah, Star Wars Poker uh, with like Star like sci-fi shit on it. Yeah, there's
0: a randomizer.
3: Yeah. So uh, you're really good at Sabacc, but also I feel like. It's it very much is like a Poker Stars tour where you're like I don't have to win I just like be in there yeah so you've done a bunch of um uh, sort of a bunch of the universe, um, and uh, it eventually um, ended you up on Veros uh, which is Agrippa's planet. Um, so you were basically playing like a high stakes game on Veros, and um, I think for you. Uh, Tyler, a lot of your holdings, um, you you made some uh, for a guy who really doesn't care too much about money. Your family kind of, I think, gave you a bunch of money and told you to fuck off. So you've been doing kind of the 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 Eric Trump tour of just like doing whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I've um, done just that. And luckily, you'd invested a ton of money. Like you put a bunch of money in, in very good hands um, on uh, one of your favorite sort of pleasure plans to visit Alderaan. Mm. Uh, unfortunately... Hey, yeah, what happened to Alderaan? <laughs> you, yeah, you just keep checking, so loud. You keep checking your balance, and it's yeah. zero, and you're like, okay.
5: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of, uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to...
1: Patreon.com slash dumdumdice...
5: You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that
3: now. Well, not right now, but, you know. But with the destruction of the planet, you lost most of the kind of seed wealth that was allowing you this lifestyle. But I think uh, if you want to play it that way, maybe you just haven't really noticed. (laughs) So it's the kind of thing where you're like living off the interest of this giant family fortune. um, But now that's been slowly dwindling. So for the first time, uh, after playing a high-stakes game where you kept buying back in, Mm -hmm. uh, you felt a firm pair of hands uh, kind of on your shoulder um, and were introduced uh, to... um, Agrippa and uh, her majordomo uh who informed you that uh you'd racked up a considerable debt which mysteriously you just couldn't clear the way you normally would with credits <laughs> from your account. That's so weird. You guys must have a shitty connection to
5: Alderaan or something like that. <laughs>
3: um so uh, uh like Agrippa kind of like shoots a, a look to her uh her majordomo who's a, a toy Darian, uh named Carve. Um and uh, Car- in, in, in Hatties, she's like, And uh, Carve is like, Yes, terrible reception here. Um, anyway, you owe us a lot of credits, so I guess you work for us now. That's what she said. Toydarians are like Watto, right? They are like Watto, except okay. this one is less of a racial stereotype. Got it, okay. <laughs>
0: in general, you'll notice yeah, that there are... Say, a- it'll be hard to be more.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will be playing with all of the Star Wars races. However... My goal is to make most of them
0: less bad than they were. <laughs> starting with Carve. Fingers crossed. We meet Dexter Jetster. <laughs> Love that diner. All right.
5: Well, let's um, let's let's go in as partners on whatever this endeavor is, and I'll just I'll just buy myself out once I get the money from Alderon. Okay, I'll <laughs> entertain this little venture of yours for now, but uh, as soon as this gets cleared up, I'm I'm out of here. Um, You'll get your money. Agrippa's like,
1: and
3: Carve's like, she says, sure, buddy. All right. Partners, <laughs> and then, 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 and I they put they my <laughs> hand in for a handshake. <laughs> um, she grips your hand, and it's incredibly strong. She's a very muscular hut. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually, like, kind of scary as Huts go, because normally they're kind of, like, big and slovenly, but... Um, Remember, she's Agrippa.
5: Oh, wow. I see wow. I see what you did
3: on purpose there, Tom 100% totally. intentional wow. Dear Classics miner. It finally happened <laughs> I got to use you in a star oh, Shit, it turned into a pun, I'm sorry um, Yep, so um, You're kind of shown into uh, a side room uh, You see uh, uh, Just a fucking massive guy uh, Leaning against the wall um, Punching a jukebox uh, So it plays more can- sick cantina tunes He's uh, got some dope racing stripes on him um, and, uh, you also see, um, the, like the, just the handsomest guy you've ever seen. Uh, there's just a, a Folene
0: lounging, um, on a, on a couch. It's weird. That's not a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realize I never actually described myself. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like, what, what do you see on the couch? Six foot one ish. Sort of if you average at like a... Is it Christian Ronaldo uh, yep. or, like, David Beckham? Like, soccer player style? Oh, like European soccer theme. player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, like, green, like Gamora. I've got, like, a top knot, like but, like, a, a pretty tight one. It's relatively short, like, manageable, you know, but <laughs> still clearly takes some work. Right. My skin's flawless. Uh, I'm wearing, like, a, a full-length, like, leather duster kind of coat that that covers mm-hmm. my lens. It opens up, and I've just got, like, a metal... It seems almost more showy than actual armor vest underneath, but I have no shirts. It's just like, (laughs) it's one of those things that like, it covers the abs, but I'm making sure to still show that I have the lower abs over like the low rise. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to show it all. Uh, So I'm sitting there in the coat. uh, I have sunglasses on, even though I shouldn't. And somehow I found a position where there is like one of the ceiling lights is aimed directly at me, leaning against a wall. Uh, And my duster is just, like, casually thrown aside so you can, like, see that there are two blaster pistols on my hips. Uh, And behind him is the second most handsome man you've ever seen. He's got a
3: sick handlebar mustache. Um, Unlike uh, Brash, he's wearing very, um, what you traditionally think of as smuggler's garb. So just wearing kind of, like, um, you know, tight-fitted clothing that he can still move in. Um, he's kind of—he's uh, got a bandolier. Uh, he's got a a bowcaster strapped to his back. Um, you can see he's kind of got—he's uh, wearing gauntlets, so sort of typical vest thing, but bare arms, and then uh, gauntlets that uh, clearly have kind of an Assassin's Creed style blade. Okay. In each one, um, and he's—he's uh, he's mixing several drinks, uh, none of which seem to be for anyone else in the room. <laughs> Um, so um, the the three of you um, are there, and uh, after a, a moment or two, um, uh, Xanatos turns around with like a drink in each hand, uh, and says, uh, "Well, boys, uh, sounds like sounds like we got a job to do. Uh, we're all uh, we're all in this, right? We we all agreed to this."
5: Yes, uh, Agrippa and I have uh, called you all together here for this uh, joint venture of ours. Um, I've just recently been brought on board as like a sort of financial consultant. Um, Agrippa, why don't you uh,
3: take it from here? I'll let you kind of run your little show. Um, Agrippa Jim takes to Carve, who Jim takes, I think, to Brash?
0: Honestly, it's pretty hard to ignore (laughs) (laughs) Brash. And I just like smirk knowingly and do one of those hands you like roll your hand in the air and gesture over like graciously to... Uh, I'm, s- st- I'm still a New Jukebox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, uh, which
4: song are you trying to find? Um, I'm trying to find the Cantina song. So it's like. <clears throat> just every time <laughs> you hit it. It's
1: yeah. uh, because it's the song you he
0: don't, wants. don't know you've got it. Every yeah, time I hit it, it
1: doesn't play the right song.
3: He just knows there's a song he wants. It's just none of these songs. I just not know. So, Carve. Kind of uh, does the, the Toy Darien version of a titter. He's kind of like, Oh, 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 oh no. Okay. Oh. Yeah,
0: I lower my sunglasses and wink. <laughs> oh man, he wasn't ready for that. Um, so um, the
3: uh, I'm gonna save you all me doing hot voice uh, for a while. Incidentally, Ryan, one of my first memories of our friendship was having to leave voicemails for you where you had done Jab of the Hut and Bib Fortuna as your voicemail.
0: Yeah, I had a theory thrill out of university where my idea was I hate getting voicemails, so if I make my <laughs> Leading in about two minutes long That people have to be really committed <laughs> uh, And I, I was Then I started running a theater company People were like, you fucking asshole, I work with <laughs> you You can't do this, so I had to stop uh, oh, In any
3: case, um, so Agrippa explains The situation as this um, And you notice that Xanatos is kind of jumping in from time to time He clearly seems to have helped uh, Plan the heist, but Um with the, de- the sudden death of the Emperor and all of the chaos on Coruscant, essentially riots have burst out everywhere. So if you remember at the end of Return of the Jedi, everyone was celebrating and dancing and, and on Coruscant, and that was great. Um, but the Empire still lives there, so the Empire started shooting people. Um, <laughs> and uh, so as a result, there's just mass chaos. But also in the chaos, uh, it kind of went from celebrations to trying to put down celebrations to a full-blown riot. Um, and as a result, um, a bunch of Imperials are trying to flee the capital with as much as they can And what Agrippa explains Is um, There is a uh, She is uh, Still locked in in Mortal combat with her uh, With her rivals um, And it's kind of a uh, That fucking small town from Corner Gas that everybody hates And they just spit like she refused to say their name But like just like her enemies uh, So you, you guys don't necessarily know them This isn't really part of your thing Xanatos nods very uh, very knowingly um, but essentially, these two moons are in twin orbit around um, uh, the sort of gas giant, uh, which is known as ICO. Um, so basically, both these gangs have been trying to manipulate the market around ICO and trying to um, mine it for materials, set up criminal operations there, everything else. Uh, but because they have two moons who are locked in um, orbit on either side of the planet, the planet has basically become a central fighting ground um it's a gas giant but there's a number of platforms um and these two moons each house a different criminal syndicate they have operations throughout the system but fundamentally this is the the cash cow um and it seems there was some slight a long time ago no one really talks about it anymore but it was enough that these people fucking hate each other um anyway um it has come to uh, agrippa's attention that um they're Are schematics um, and a number of other sort of rare um, fuel-based items that have been kept uh, sort of in in imperial storehouses uh, in the palace from the old republic. So long before um, kind of the time periods we've been a part of. Um, They had some, like, old refining techniques that no one's ever seen, uh, as well as some weapon schematics. And she knows, she's received information from her people on the ground in Coruscant, that all of these things are being smuggled out of the Imperial capital. As the palace is being overthrown, they're trying to get all of the secret shit out as fast as they can. So this will give her a huge advantage over her rival. She's gently desperate, you can tell, to get it. Um... And she knows that in the desperation, the the information she's received is that in the desperation to get all this stuff off planet, a lot of Imperial shuttles are taking off without proper supplies. And as a result, um, with a little bit of uh, gentle conniving from um, Xanatos' contacts and some of uh, Agrippa's, um, the shuttle containing the crate that has sort of all these materials in it uh, happened to leave port without full... Supplies, uh, And as a result, we'll need to refuel on way to presumably a, an impenetrable safe house. So your mission is to basically hijack this shuttle en route. It has one stop it can make on any possible route. Um, uh, Xanatos has some connections to various pirate gangs. He's been using them to harass the shuttle enough to kind of force it onto a specific route. As a result, uh, Agrippa has been able to isolate one possible refueling station. The good news is this refueling station happens to be kind of the space equivalent of a red light district. So it does refueling, but it's also a place for shore leave. So there's whorehouses, houses, there's a casino, there's a lot of stuff. Um, given your unique set of skills, the opportunity for you to actually legitimately show up there as people who might deserve to be there is very high. Um, so your mission is to hijack this shuttle when it stops to be refueled. Um, given the amount of uh, harassment the shuttle is under and the, the many hyperspace jumps it has to make to get there, you actually have a decent amount of time to get set up. You need to leave like immediately, but you'll have a, um, a few days to get set up once you reach the station. Uh, she recommends uh, that because uh, th- there is a casino there and you have extensive uh, sort of con artist experience and gambling experience, um, presenting yourselves as one stop on a tour, which is something that, uh, Vic, you're very... Familiar with, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason she enlisted you. Um, and essentially suggests that between um Brash and Vic, you come up with a false reason to be there, a false tournament, uh, using fonzie as your muscle, um, figure out the station, figure out a way to hijack the shuttle. It won't be there for very long, and the Imperials will likely be desperate and scared, so the odds that are- they won't want to enter a poker tournament. But it's a very good excuse for you and some of your men to make it on board the station. So essentially, get aboard the station, set up a con, make sure you get a hold of that shuttle and bring it back. And all debts will be forgiven and friendship will be achieved.
5: And that's the long and short of it, guys. So we just want to see some focus from you on this. You know, we want to do this right the first time. Um, I think uh, Agrippa and I put a pretty good team together here. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to making this happen. Xanatos nods and goes, uh, y- yeah, what he said.
3: It's it's working? (laughs) You can tell it's a very cloying, like, it's easier to let Michael Scott talk than to interrupt him kind of situation. He he kind
0: of winks at you, brash. It's it's Yeah, I take, like, a data... Is it its data pad in Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I take a data pad out of my pocket, and I just write a note to Xanatos, like, where he can see it, but the wealthy idiot can't. And it's just like, if he doesn't know it's a con... He'll play it perfectly <laughs> <And> I just Hold <laughs> it up And I'm like We're going to run An incredibly successful tournament I, You seem like a fellow Who maybe uh, Plays a little bit of Sabak here and there You know maybe I dabble You know So uh, You want to win some money I've got this great tournament I'm going to run On a space station mm-hmm. It's like holding In a sneeze for Vic Where he like Came on being like <laughs> I dabble And he was me like I'm actually very good at it <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful I'm and I think
5: Extremely good at this
0: game So I think you might need To be the ringer For this little tournament But we could bring you in Let you play some top hands And get it all going Hey uh Big fellow music
4: man mm-hmm. What? And, and at this point I've kept smashing the jukebox So now it's, just, it's in pieces Is it just garbage <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah it's, it's a pile now I'm trying to put it Back together While have uh, been Carve talking
3: Carve <laughs> flitters over to you On his little wings And he's like This is my grandfather's Oh Uh
6: I hope he doesn't Mind I'm fixing it <sighs>
3: Dun, dun, he pulls, dun, he pulls dun. like a small picture on a chain out of out of his shirt. And he's like, "Don't worry, Grandpa. He's fixing it." And then he puts it back and flits back over to Agrippa. Your grandfather is tiny. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he puts a hand on your
0: shoulder. He's like, "You really get me." <laughs> and then he flies away. Dunk, dunk, dunk. All right. I'm assuming if we bring the jukebox, we get him. So, <laughs> how how are we supposed to get to this train station? Oh, uh, lovely Agrippa. Um, she kind of like shakes her head,
3: um, and uh, she mutters something. And Carve is like, uh she says, uh, "Your
0: pheromones don't work on her." Oh, I'm not turning those on. This is this is just me right now, <laughs> and Whoa. I turn blue because <laughs> I can change my skin color. at will.
3: This is a great insult to our our criminal gang.
0: <laughs> um, Oops, uh, I turn turn green again. I was like, "Ah, sorry," I chew. Uh, I was
5: just a sneeze. <laughs> I have not talked about this with uh, Tom yet, but I'm assuming Vic would just be like, I have a ship. He, he got here somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have a ship. I've got my valet ticket here. I'm sure we could
3: just pop on you out. See, you see a car very quickly type like a, please de-impound his ship. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, <laughs> like I was wondering whether you'd be like, that's collateral for now. But <laughs> it, it, To be clear, it 100% yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, the options, I think, uh, yeah, and, and Xanatos kind of like nods to you because you both had to basically buy your way here. Um, Xanatos, uh, you've realized, Ryan, I think to this point, has a lot of contacts throughout the galaxy, but ultimately you're both kind of cash poor. Um, a lot of the money, you've made a decent amount, but also it's it's you're not tremendously liquid. Like, I
0: feel like you have... Dead drops of credits But it's not like You just have an account You can pull from Yeah no We're in that range Where like Oh we've got a safe house And inside it is like Two passports and a hundred bucks And like (laughs) We don't even have a gun There's just a clip So like don't lose your gun Uh, (laughs) Yeah Favors trade very poorly When you're asking for money Yeah uh, As opposed to just favors Yeah And uh, Adam You have your swoop bike um, Yeah But you don't have anything
3: else uh, That you're aware of The only thing they gave you When you left was like I think you like Walked out of the hospital And the valet's like Oh sir your bike's over here And I was like What? Huh?
6: And I was like Yeah And I revved it up And
3: I just drove off Yeah <laughs> He's like Tip And then you just Burned off into the sunset <laughs> um, Do you have a name for
4: your bike? Um, I'm gonna call it The Righteous Indignation <gasps> I know that reference <laughs> Yeah If I can Unless uh, that's yes. copyrighted No that, that's great I don't know where it's from But I'll take it
3: Akira? Uh, Bucky O'Hare here. Oh,
4: yes. <laughs> but I didn't Bucky name it. That. It's written on the side. Cool
3: ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's also uh, it, it's it's spelled differently to avoid lawsuits. Yeah, it's yeah. R I T. Honestly, uh, so, so, many S- yeah, exactly. so many <laughs> <laughs> apostrophes, so many apostrophes. This, this <laughs> is, is going to surprise thing. all of you to know. Disney didn't
1: give us permission to use Star Wars.
3: That's why our <laughs> Star Wars has two A's.
1: Yeah. Star, Star Wars. Indign- one in Star and One in Wars. Indignation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um
0: you, you, get, you just pronounced it wrong cuz you had that brain injury. Right,
4: yeah. I uh, didn't I didn't know it was called that until I read it on
0: the side. I was like, "Oh, all right." And then I just <laughs> got on. And then so, you and then you punched a small rabbit man <laughs> and rode off on your bike.
6: <laughs> hey, boom.
0: Yeah. He swore vengeance that day. He'll be back in greater numbers. So I'm thinking maybe we can take this fine fellow's ship. Uh, and I looked at Xanatos and I read on my data pad again and it just says, maybe we can steal his ship. <laughs> and Xanatos is like, yes, we should take his ship. I completely agree. All right. So we'll, we'll ride with you, my uh, new talented gambling friend. Um, what's the name of your ship, Tyler?
5: Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of a completely like Vic Denbar move of being like, it is It is called The First Righteous Indignation. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, no, I... uh, You would have named it quite some time ago. Oh, God, fuck. How dumb is Vic? We're going to decide right now. His ship is called The Best Ship.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he's the Zap Brannigan. Star Wars universe.
3: (laughs) I just finished playing a bunch of Borderlands. You're you're basically just Handsome Jack, and I'm here (laughs) for it. Um... Uh, <laughs> so you make your way to the best ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, the best ship in terms of, um, vehicles is clearly the kind of thing a rich person buys cause it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got piloting experience, Ryan, so I think you immediately see that this thing has a lot of money in it, but not a lot of power. Yeah, it's the PT Cruiser of spaceships. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. I yeah. want to rename it. <laughs> the, the PT Cruiser. PT, well, PT Cruiser. Yeah, so you show up, <laughs> PT and, Space and having described it as the best ship, yeah. you clearly see like, the PT Cruiser on the side. You just realize he just refers to his shit as I, the best.
5: I christened it as the best ship, like a boat, so it is a... It's it, it came as the PT Cruiser, and then underneath you see painted the best ship. You oh. uh, You look like a pair of well-traveled gentlemen, and I think you'll find that my ship... And I, like, knock on its hull,
3: is the best, uh, <laughs> underlining. You notice that he slightly dented the hull when he knocked on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I reach up and touch the paint, and some of it chips off, and I realize he's painted it on this earth. It will burn off when we go <laughs> through the atmosphere, but I say nothing. and I'm Xanatos like, is like, that is the best ship. I know. Why does this guy talk like an idiot? <laughs> well, listen, we're all stupid compared to you. So I think if we're gonna travel you probably need some beauty rest uh, and i'm like I, I look back and wave to gamory and guards who are carrying the broken jukebox to the ship <laughs> so that w- waka is just with them inside <laughs> and i'm like <clears throat> maybe you take a rest give us you know the the login codes we'll fly there because i mean you got to play the game so
5: well yeah i mean uh, I, I don't know where my regular driver's gone
0: but uh i'm sure he'll find his way home or whatever <laughs> that's what drivers are for you know he's got to drive himself somewhere yeah. uh So with that, you all board the ship.
3: Um, I'm going to say that you get to take... Agrippa has offered you a few of her men. Um, So what kind of people would you want to bring with you? I'm going to say you get three people. They can be of kind of whatever you think uh, Agrippa might have. So so, some kind of specialists. They can be muscle. They can be technicians. Why
0: don't we pick uh, one each? We'll let it be democratic because at this point, we've got a new team. You don't want to step on anybody's toes, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, Den Denbar, Vic Yeah, you can call me Vic, it's okay Alright, Vic, yeah. what, what are you feeling like We might need for a journey of this uh, stature
5: Um, let's go with You And uh, Vic will point to um The most like intimidating looking Stoic Clearly like a man who breaks things with his hands Kind of character Most importantly though, who doesn't speak mm-hmm. Because <laughs> Vic w- basically just wants to envision himself Being like <laughs> like I think he would has to name him too Be like his name will be Dibs <laughs> <laughs> And now Vic is just fantasizing About like you know Dibs handle this <laughs> And then having his
3: his large Manservant uh, crush people So Dibs uh, Looks at Agrippa with kind of a, a Deep despair And Agrippa just nods And he peels his name tag off his vest And just throws it to one side What was it? You'll never know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and uh, he walks over, uh, and he kind of like um, like shoulder nudges you, Vic, and he he points at the the jukebox, and he starts like he pulls out like uh, what would be a keychain on a smaller man, but on him it's like a full size <laughs> wrench, uh, and he kind a of spanner? like spanner, uh, yeah, and he just kind of like shrugs at you like, huh, huh. <laughs> so then he, he pats you on the back and he starts also working on it, keeping in mind that this jukebox is still being carried up a ramp. So it's the two of you like We're working on I it. While oh, these, yeah, 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 like no
0: one. Uh, the Gamorians uh, are just like, mm-hmm, friend? Just. Mm. <laughs> Good. Mm. Uh, uh, Monster Man. Mm. Uh, what, is, what is your name? You, uh, heavily waka armed. Waka
6: Fonzie, but my friends. Are you my friend?
0: I think that is a very safe bet. I think we're the very best of
6: friends. Well, then you can call me
0: Fonzie. All right, Fonzie. Now, what kind of... We've got this selection of people before us, and I pointed a bunch of beings that I did not pay attention to (laughs) because I did not need to. They were not important (laughs) until now. Uh, And I'm like, what what kind of other friend do you think would be useful for us where we're going? We've got a a very big punchy fellow. We've got you. You seem pretty tough. We oh, have Vic. Yeah. What, a, what a brain on that band. Vic's already gone. Yeah, He's disappeared, and yeah. I'm like, perfect. Just okay, just what are call you... Calling for dibs? Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> the idiot left. <laughs> mm.
6: uh, I want that mechanic, because I want somebody to fix up my bike while we fly.
3: Um, so you see a... Um, fuck, I don't even know what species they are. That's a... Pro- okay, fuck it. She'll just be a Twi'lek. Um, you see just, like, a really stout Twi'lek um, who's got her head tails kind of like cinched behind her neck, um, like clearly all business. Um and uh she kind of looks up from a droid she was fixing. Um and uh she goes she just goes, Yeah, nah, all right, I guess. Um sure.
6: I like your attitude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope you're ready to rock. <laughs> hey, that your sick hog?
6: Nobody else's hog is here that I can see. Uh, Fuck yeah (laughs) Fuck yeah (laughs) We're gonna get along fine They call me Shatterstar Well Shatterstar Let me introduce you to The Righteous Indignation Fuck that is a sick name For a bike bro Take care of her Oh I will She's got allergies
3: Don't we all (laughs) She sneezes into a a Well used uh, (laughs) Like greasy handkerchief Stuffs it in the back Of her overalls And then like Kind of under one arm Picks the bike up And just carries it up the ramp Ooh Wow uh, the the Graves are on. Let's oh, be clear. Okay. But, uh, there's it there's still looks grap-
0: all, <laughs> still looks right as hell. I just shake my head and realize that I am not going to allow democracy to happen again <laughs> in my criminal enterprises. Uh, all right, so I look through the crowd. I imagine uh, I stand swaggery I've got my hands on my hips. It's sort of like the Vic-only everything I'm doing works. Uh, and I, I look through, and the thing I always keep my eyes on anywhere are, are courtesans, because mm-hmm. they're always... There are two brands of courtesan. There are people who are, are, you know, not that bright and they have a great time doing it, according to this character. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other kind are very smart and realize that that's the position where you can get the most information. And I know so many people have become heads of falling corporations by being courtesans who then perhaps someone disappears (laughs) and they become the person in charge. Sure. So I want to have identified the second smartest courtesan of all of them, (laughs) the one that's probably the most spy capable, but not the one who's the most hungry to take out Agrippa, because I don't want to fuck with that person. So I'd like a courtesan who I think might be useful as a spy. Well, Ryan,
3: I think this is a landmark moment. This is the first role of the game. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, So uh, I'm going to need you to put together a dice pool. Um, Let's see. Of your skills, I think this is probably a cunning, possibly a presence
0: uh, I think we could play with presence, or if, if we want to combine things, because I, if prone to speeches. Uh, I, I, I could approach and give a speech to the court. It's like, what are those conversations just about the kind of things that I'm looking for and people who are coming through? I need, I need someone who's not afraid of danger, someone who's ready to take risks, a talker and an actor, someone who can feel, someone who knows who <laughs> they are, and someone who knows what they want, someone who's hungry, hungry for a new future, hungry for something... Better. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. I'm going to ask you to give me... Uh, you can either do presence in leadership or presence and <laughs> Probably skullduggery, I I, w-
0: I will do presence in leadership. I, w- yeah. I want to inspire. Uh, okay. <laughs> inspire. So uh, what, do, what do I got to do? So leadership uses presence. So my presence score is three. And my leadership score is two. So what that
3: means is uh, you would normally have three green, because that's your higher number. But because you have two other ranks, that means two of those days get upgraded uh to yellow dice proficiency dice. So take two yellow uh and one green. Okay. Um uh, I'm going to say because Agrippa's basically told them they have to, you can take um one boost die, which is the the blue d6. Great. Um however, I'm also going to give you one setback dice, which is the black dice. Because you're looking for the second most conniving person. And that means there are several conniving people looking conniving. Um, And we're going to say this is a... uh, I'm going to say a two-star challenge. So please take two purple dice.
0: Okay. And now here's where I get to add something interesting. Mm. I have some abilities attached to leadership because I'm so... I'm so Falina myself. (laughs) Uh, I have an ability where I can remove one black die. Mm -hmm. when I use a leadership chest, and I can add a boost dice. So I can add one more blue. Go
5: for it. Seems like it's going to be a home run. (laughs)
0: Let's not make assumptions. Uh, Remember, middle management never succeeded getting to the top. Come on, you did the Braveheart (laughs) speech. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the Braveheart of Boning is probably where he would like to fall. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. So here's where um, this game's going to be a
3: little more dice-county than other games. I need you to ultimately tell me what you rolled in terms of how many successes, how many failures. You can essentially, if you want to do the math for me, um, successes and failures cancel each other. Advantage and threat cancel each other. Triumph and despair cancel each other.
0: Okay. I have three successes. I have three advantage. And I have one. uh, This is threat. Uh, yes,
3: that is correct. And I have one threat. So the one threat will take out one of your advantages. So three successes and two advantages, two advantage. So you definitely pass. Um, I think the advantage that you have particularly in this is this is the first time you've really got to flex this particular muscle. Um, but also all of these sort of, um, spy courtesan types are fucking hungry for some they honestly they see a lot of themselves in you, which is like, oh yeah, you're middle trying to get up. We're also middle trying to get up. Um so yeah, I'm looking for another me. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately. Um so three successes is pretty huge. Uh so that's great. Uh also you have two advantages. So you can spend advantage in a variety of ways. There are some ways uh that you can spend it in combat. Um there's ways you can spend it out. Uh, however, since uh, based on also the nature of the show, I would encourage us to think about ways we could do it. I'm, I'll offer some, but also if you have some. So I'm going to say with two advantages, um, not only are you able to find that person, but what's the, the key trait you want the most? Do you want, like, spy and espionage? Do you want someone who can just dis- disappear into a crowd? Do you want them to be distinctive? I'll basically let you tell me exactly the kind of person you want, and that's who you can have.
0: Great. Wow. Um, Ideally I want someone who can it's it's the combo of like the forgettability of a spy where they can blend in when they need to but they can also have a conversation get somebody to like them. It's like uh, what they talked about with the um uh uh th- Matt Damon in the Oceans movies where they say, like, we need you to show up. We need you to talk to this guy. He needs to like you and immediately forget you. But you're the one setting somebody up for the next thing. Because my goal is my like falling brain is, okay, if I've got to get onto the ship and get this crate out, I need somebody on the crew with me. And if I can get the right person to befriend and distract them, then I can swoop in, be ultra charming with a nice setup and probably walk out with what I need.
3: Okay, so I'm going to say you find... I think we'll we'll literally just lean on the Matt Damon thing. You find a generically nice guy named Nix. And um, <laughs> he's, you can tell that he is a bit of the uh, – he's basically the boyfriend experience. Like he's that kind of guy where yeah. like he's a courtesan but also like almost leaning more on the geisha side of things where it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Your day's bad? Oh, that really sucks. That really sucks. Like l- let me help you out. Like you can tell he's he's – there's just enough behind that like smirk. You're like, oh man, this guy's fucking scary, but he seems so generic and disarming. Like, he would be in like a white button up shirt and like nice khakis or something. Like, just super, super generic. Um, So, yeah. And, um, but you can tell kind of from the way he holds himself, like, clearly knows his business. Um, It's Star Wars. So, I'm going to say he has like um, an interesting um, sort of blue patterned um, tattoo that kind of runs up his neck. It's not a face tattoo, because that'd be hella distracting, but it's, you know, present. So it's an interesting conversation starter, but also not something you could really identify him by. Great.
0: That's that's my guy. And I'm like, you, you, sir, Nix, correct?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, that's my name. Yeah,
0: no, Yes. Yeah, it's great. You got it in one. I notice name tags. I read them and I respect them. I don't just <laughs> name people who are joining my team. <laughs> you, bo- you both looked out at the folded tag in the corner and he's like, oh man, glad to hear that. So let's build an interesting future together, Nix. Uh,
3: that, that sounds great, sir. I, I'd very much appreciate that. Do you fly? I
0: have flown. Well, then let's take that ride again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like offer him a flawlessly manicured hand. Uh, he takes it m- to
3: your great shock and surprise. Also flawlessly manicured and like soft but firm.
0: I'm definitely going to try to bang this dude <laughs> on the trip. But in, <laughs> in, in like a respectful... Outside of the professional environment, you don't take advantage of courtesans. You got to make them love you. That's the real challenge, (laughs) and that is definitely (laughs) Brash's game. Uh, He
3: squeezes your hand and just whispers in your ear, look forward to the flight. Uh, And then uh, the two of you step up onto the ship. So together, um, you board... The best ship, a.k.a. the PT Cruiser. (laughs) (laughs) The best ship. You get settled, uh, and you realize uh, that, you know, this is your first mission as a crew. You might need a name. What do you think the
0: name of your crew is? I just sigh and write, the best crew. <laughs> Plug it into the deathbed.
5: I like it. I like where you're going with that. I'm just going to make a quick little change. Just kind of, you know, we're riffing here. And I just, like, enter, like, just in front. Like, I move the cursor to the front and add Vic and. Vic Denbar and the best crew. <laughs> I like it. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Dibs. I don't
1: realize it. Like,
0: <laughs> Dibs is like. Oh, and you can tell that that, oh, means always a bridesmaid. (laughs) And then uh, after Vic has left, because I'm ready to fly. I'm not hanging around uh, yet. Yeah, because I'm ready to fly the ship. I take the data pad that I set on the counter down, and I just write in. (laughs) It's like the Falling Express (laughs) is the name of the ship legally. I just set a data pad he could type on where the computer screen was, and Vic did not review. so. Like, creed thoughts, dot word dot creed thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I, I, if I can, I would like to change the registration to be in my name. Um, yeah, I'll uh, let that happen without a dice roll. It seems like if, he doesn't seem like he would ever
3: think this could happen to him. <laughs> he gave me the codes. <laughs> uh, and Someone's Zan- got to fly this thing. Santos <laughs> just, uh, so, you know, Vic, you've got your, your feet up. Dibs is, like, massaging your shoulders with incredibly firm hands. Ooh. Um I think that's maybe why you wanted a bruiser. <laughs> it's
5: I was like, I didn't know you had this level of precision in you, Dibs. I was very smart to bring
3: you aboard. Uh, um, can uh, Adam? Can you roll me a mechanics check, please, to oh. fix the the jukebox? Uh, oh, okay. Just kind of as we pan through the ship, um, we've got Vic like hanging out in his, his bedroom with his feet up. Um, uh, please roll me. So take your mechanics, um, and you're going to add your. Intelligence is mechanics. (laughs) Great. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, What's your intelligence and what's your mechanics? Uh,
4: My mechanics is
3: one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe your intelligence is two.
4: It's my oh up here.
3: Yes, two. So you get one green and one yellow. One green, one yellow. Um, I'm gonna give you one blue for uh, dibs helping out, Um, and I need you to or Shatterstar. uh no shadow is taking care of the bike. Uh Dibs was helping with the the boombox shootbox oh. yeah. Uh, Dibs was
5: massaging my shoulders. He is now, but <laughs> earlier he pulled oh, out a okay. wrench.
3: He he did some free work. Got uh it. and if you could add one challenge yeah. dice please so one purple. purple. All right. Uh, give those babies a roll. Oops. Uh okay. I got two successes.
4: Mm-hmm. The blue is nothing, mm-hmm. and I have a
3: threat. Uh okay. So you managed to um safely fix. Uh, the jukebox.
4: <laughs> just, put,
3: just put it together. Absolutely yep, you, fine. You, you re, re, <laughs> refix it, um, uh, you know, kind of as, as uh, closely as you can. Um, however, uh, with your threat, uh, when you finally put it back together and you punch it, um, you hear <laughs> uh, the first thing he does. a voice uh, <laughs> coming out of it saying, I don't know who will find this, but perhaps it is worth listening to what I have to say. And with that, um, a strange voice begins to put odd ideas in your head. We pan Ooh. forward in the ship, and um, uh, Brash, you're sitting there, and Xanatos, so you just transferred the ownership of the ship over to you. Uh, and Xanatos just kind of chuckles. He says, "We're gonna kill that son of a bitch." And with that, you punch it, and the best ship, A.K.A. the Falline Express, A.K.A. the PT Cruiser, <laughs> blasts off into places unknown.
2: This episode of Dumb, Scum, and Villainy features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Adam McNamara at Adam McNamara13 on Twitter, and our fantastic Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dum's and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme song is In Orbit by Chronox, and our ad music is No Control, and Chiefs by Jazz J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R All available at freemusicarchive.org When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dum dum dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. Now get out of my shop. I'm a Toydarian. Your Jedi mind tricks do not work on me.
0: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time, Christian Menicola, long long.